Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 2021 Short Format Cricket Awards from the 100 Club, the inaugural event. We're calling them the Stumpies, I think. Rich, how are you doing? Are you ready to get into this year's cricket? I'm feeling very underdressed, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't receive the dress code on my golden uh, envelope that uh, gave me my invitation to the Stumpies, but uh, hopefully my island training shirt will suffice. Oh, I think that's pretty smart. But, you know, who's to know? This may only be the first event of such kind, but, you know, it may grow. It might be the uh, out-competing out the wisdom cricket of the year before you know it. Indeed. Um, before we get into it, clearly, you know, we're going to have some biases when we get into these awards. Uh, they're just for fun, but we've watched some cricket more than others. I mean, what do you think of that, you know? Yeah. We what's cricket fan. been for you this year? Well, cricket for me, well, we started this, obviously, the inaugural 100 competition, the Caribbean Premier League, IPL, the World T20, and now sort of obviously the Big Bash, but also loads going on in the women's game as well. I mean, it's inevitably going to affect the cricket we've watched because we're, we're fans, we're not cricket journos. But if you're watching this video, if you've got your own views, we'd love to hear what you think for each of the questions. So comment below, let us know where we've gone wrong with these, uh, these awards. I'd love to hear your views. Yep. And... Yeah, absolutely. And clearly give us a better name than the Stumpies as well while you're at it. <laughs> um, let's start off with a, a traditional category. Uh, let's go for uh, men's individual performance of the year in a single game. Would you like to know who the winner is? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, a hundred game for Liam Livingston. Liam Livingston, playing for Birmingham Phoenix versus the Northern Superchargers on the 17th of August, took three for 20, actually stalled a promising Superchargers uh, batting outfit, and then hit 92 not out with 10 sixes in the match. Do you remember that game well, Rich? I do. And what a summer it's been for Liam Livingston. I mean, he, yeah. he had that uh, international T20 100 batting at number four for England earlier in the summer, you know, carried that form into the 100 with the, uh, the Birmingham Phoenix and, you know, in the World T20, it was almost as, as much in, in the side for his bowling as his batting. You know, he's got this incredible ability to bowl off spin to the left-handers and leg spin to the right-handers. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, really announced himself as one of the best short-form players in the world this year. The world is his oyster as he goes forward. Surely going to be a fixture in all the big franchise tournaments and the World Cup 2022. We'll get back to that again, perhaps, in the future. But uh, any also-rounds, the other nominees that you'd like to mention? Yeah, I think there's a couple of, oh, actually, I mean, there's loads if you look for it, but a few that I remember very distinctly. Um, the Chris Greaves uh, performance against Bangladesh, you know, that huge uh, upset win in the World T20 where, you know, Scotland found themselves five down for 50 off to 10 overs. Mm. You know, Chris Greaves get, makes 45, gets them up to a competitive score and then takes two for 19 with the ball. You know, that was a, you know, an amazing one. And then young Dominic Drakes in the CPL final with that yeah. 48 off 24 balls to get the uh, solution. Uh, Patriots uh, over the line. So that was a great one. It was. And you could also throw in there maybe Curtis Kampfer's four in four balls uh, for, for Ireland against uh, the Netherlands, wasn't it, in the World Cup? Yeah. In, in, the, in the World Cup. Again, a very classy kind of affair as well, but all just hoiks into the deep. And of course, I mean St. Kitts and Nevis, not solution. Apologies. <laughs> oh, the Zoops will never forgive you. Um, but you'll be all right. Uh, so we, we like an underdog, but actually we're plumping for the big name in living, Liam Livingston's performance of the year. So let's turn our attention now to the women's performance of the, the year. It is. Who is it? Uh, let's go with Mary Ann Masonda. Tell us about that performance, Mitch. So I picked this one out because 
Zimbabwe played their first one-day international this summer in the women's format, and they were playing Ireland at home, and they were up against it in terms of a fairly competitive target, 253. Marianne Masonda, she's the captain of the Zimbabwe women's team, and she scored an unbeaten 100 to see her team home in that very first game. It was 103 off, uh, 144 balls. They chased it down, four wickets to spare. Uh, what a moment for her and uh, announcing her country's arrival. So as a sort of standout individual performance for the year, I'm going to give it to uh, to Marianne Vasonda of Zimbabwe. Yeah, really well received. Really quite emotional as well for them as well. Great stuff. Um, you could also clearly have some 100-club flavour in there for the women's tournament. What about uh, Jemmy Rodrigues, 92 or 43? That was a huge innings, wasn't it? And yeah. uh, in terms of it was the fourth match of the tournament, uh, again, a similar situation. I think the uh, Northern Superchargers found themselves 19 for four you know, against against the Welsh Fire, chasing you know, 130, if, if memory serves. Mm-hmm. And Rodrigues, you know, 17 fours and a six in that inning, striking over 200. There have been questions going into that game. Like, would the women's game be as exciting? Would they be able to match the scoring rates of the men's? And, you know, that, that innings really put... Uh, the, the women's game at the forefront of attention early on in the tournament. So important, not just for the in it, but what it did for the tournament. You could no- mention, a, you know, a number of the uh, the women's games in the hundreds as having stand-up performances, of course. You've got Alice Capps, he's 50 at Lords. You've got Ale- uh, Marazan Capps, four for nine in the final uh, with uh, perhaps a, a fantastic moment in there, which we might come back to. Uh, yeah. We've got, um, you know, also in the domestic side, you had Emily Windsor hitting uh, 47 off 97 for the Vipers. Uh, in the Rachel Hayhoe Flint Trophy. I mean, some great stuff. Any any others out there, Rich? Oh, of course, we have to give uh, Maeve Duma a uh, shout-out. <laughs> the uh, the Cameroonian bowler who managed to successfully mancad four Ugandan batters in a single innings. So, oh, I don't know. performance. <laughs> yeah, I, you could give it to her. You might just say, batsmen should learn a lesson with the mancad. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, let's move on to perhaps... One of the top two categories overall in the Stumpies this year. Men's Player of the Year in short format cricket. Rich, you can pick the winner of this one. Well, let's go through some of the nominations, Tom, oh, okay. here, who, who, who we think you know, comes in. And I'll, I'll tell you some of the people to get an honourable mention. Of course, we have to talk about Mohamed Rizwan. Yeah. You know, over 1,300 runs in T20 international cricket in the year. No one else got over 1,000. You know, he had that amazing partnership with Babar Azam in that landmark win over India. You know, it it takes something to outshine Babra Azam. Yes, I think he has indeed. this year. So, yeah, fantastic se- uh, calendar year for Rizwan. Um, Paul Sterling has had an mm-hmm. exceptional year. You know, he's he's led in uh, ODI runs, which is unusual for you, coming from a well, island, obviously a test nation, but one of the you know, smaller test nations, as it were, if we ever get to play any test matches. Um, but also from our perspective, you know, drafted into the final of uh, the, the hundred tournament, Brave, yep. had that match-winning knock in the final for the Southern Brave. So yeah, enormous, enormous year for, for Paul Sterling. Um, one other one I picked out was sort of the Australian trio, as it were. Josh Hazelwood, you know, wins mm. wins the IPL with CSK, then wins the World T Twenty. You know, Glenn Maxwell had a great IPL. You know, again. Uh, and is having a great big bash as well. You know, yeah. Incredible hundred the other day, and of course Adam Zampa was you know, absolutely key in that. Hold of the tournament in the World Cup. Yeah, indeed, indeed. And of course we we mentioned Liam, but I think I think the winner of this award has to go to you know again. This is our bias coming through. It's one of hmm. our favourite players, but he's had an amazing year, and that is Moeen Ali, captain of the Birmingham Phoenix, leads them through the tournament. They narrowly miss out in the final, but you know he leads that team brilliantly. They play a gung ho style of cricket. 
they're the most attractive style to watch in the tournament, for my mind. Then he goes off to the IPL. He becomes the first Englishman to win the IPL with CSK. And not only that, but he's an integral part of that side. You know, take out Imran Tahir only played one game. He has the best economy rate of any CSK bowler. And then he's third in runs behind you know, that guy quad and Fat Plessy. And then he's, you know, England narrowly miss out on making it to the T20 World Cup final, but it's nothing to do with, well, no small part to make. He's, he's, again, he's the best bowler for England. His economy rate yeah. of 5.5. He picks up seven wickets. Strike that, bowler almost. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, he, has, he has that. He gets them up to a competitive total, that you know, 51 or 37 in the, uh, in the semi final. And that should be enough to get them, in, get them there. But you know, it wasn't to be. But for me, you know, he's at the start of the year, you know, he had some critics when he left the, uh, the India Test Tour early. He subsequently required from uh, retired from Test cricket, but as a short format player, for me, best all rounder in the world, Moeen Ali. And long may it continue. You won't hear any votes against that for me, from me rather. So Moeen Ali gets the Player of the Year on the men's game. Let's have a look at the women's category. Q montage. <laughs> <laughs> Here we got. So a tricky one for the women's one. Again, this comes into our, our bias, I guess, because. Mm. Um, the Australians uh, have not left Australia much, really. You know, they, uh, their players didn't leave and come over for the hundred. A lot of them pulled out uh, due to sort of the, the quarantine issues. The Australians haven't played a lot of cricket. So, whilst there's obviously some of the best players in the world in, in the Aussie women's I, I, side, we haven't seen enough of them this year, right? I, I genuinely think they have a shout to be the best sports team in any of any sports team in the world at the moment the australia women's cricket team but uh, as you say not getting enough exposure around the world to to, to catch the voters eye in our in our awards <laughs> exactly but i mean a big shout out to the likes of you know, beth mooney who was yeah. fantastic in that series against uh, or nicola carey in that series against india uh, we've seen a lot of the indian players this year yeah jemmy rodrigues as we said you know come in um shafali verma continues to uh, to impress you know Mitali Raj is still still going strong at you know in in, in her later years of uh, of cricketing terms not <laughs> later years and of course but I think it came down to two for me okay. it was and I'll, and I'll leave this for you to decide so I think you have Marazan Cap been brilliant for South Africa it was fantastic in the hundred alongside mm-hmm. you know her South African teammate and wife you know Dani van Niekerk yep. um, took four for nine in the final and uh, yeah, but also has done great internationals. But I, I think the other one is is Tammy Beaumont, who's essentially uh, you know first in terms in T Twenty I over three hundred runs um, in terms of major nations. That's that's the leader. Five hundred runs in in ODI cricket. That's sort of third overall. And you know was great when she came into the hundred as well for London Spirit. So and 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 rounded off that summer with that fantastic hundred against New Zealand. Absolutely. And, uh, and the vote goes to Tammy Beaumont for me. So uh, many <laughs> congratulations to, uh, to Tammy, if you're watching, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next award. The uh, and I don't know if Ollie's come up with this one. He's clearly not with us today. But the <laughs> How on Earth Did They Mess That Chase Up Award uh, <laughs> for Most Messed Up Chase. And I think we've got a couple of num- numbers in here. How about... Uh, the Punjab Kings, Rich, against the Rajasthan Royals in the IPL, needing eight <laughs> off 12 balls with eight wickets in hand and two setbackers at the crease. What happens? <laughs> well, I think I think there's been a few of these this year. An honourable mention has to go to the you know the spirit messing up against the brave. 
Oh, and yeah, also yeah. that uh, that T20 got a final between Notts and Hampshire when I think Hampshire needed what three off the last over and, and Brad Wheel denied them. But uh, no, in this case, we'll call that yeah, it was, it, was, it was Markham and Poran at the crease. They need an eight off 12. You know, they're two down. Yeah. Uh, Mustafiz here bowls at 19. It only goes for four, right? So they need four off the last. They're still eight wickets in hand. Four, four off six. Kartik bowls it. Last over, it goes dot, single, wicket, dot, wicket, dot ball. They lose by two runs, Tom. Four down. <laughs> it's criminal. Four down. It's, it's, it's criminal. horrendous. It's four cricket. Oh, well. I'm not sure. I'm not sure of a Winvis at, uh, at the end of the nineteenth <laughs> over. I don't think I've ever seen a hundred point naught on Winvis, but uh, that goes to show there's a reason why Winvis never goes to hundred point naught. There's there always a chance. There'll have been some bookies uh, laughing all the way to the bank on that one as well. I suspect. Um, okay, so on the flip side of that. The how did they win from there award for the best chase or the uh, most spectacular recovery in short format cricket? Um, a couple of good ones here. We could have the Northern Supercharges versus the Welsh Fire. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, that was a great one. Was Jemima Rodriguez again playing her part? Indeed. You know, we mentioned it earlier that they were, what, 19 for four down in that one. Yeah. Um, that, that Scotland Bangladesh again, where they yep. you know, found themselves 50 for five. I mean, it, Half the time in the T20 World Cup, it seemed that the batting side were, you know, 30 for four or 40 for five. But more, more often than not, they, they ended up losing it, you know, in that situation. Well, but, perhaps uh, that's one of where we where we should look uh, for the winner. What about that New Zealand-England uh, uh, semi-final in the women's T20? In the men's T20? In the men's T20, sorry, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, think, I think we have to, even as... as, yeah. as as difficult it is to talk about as an England fan. I think when Liam Livingston bowls that over for three, I think it's what the 14th or 15th and the Kiwis yeah. need you know, 60 off the last four or five or whatever it is. You think, oh, this is England's game here. Uh, but somehow they dug it out. You know, um, that that over from Jordan goes for 20 odd. Uh, Jimmy Neesham, who of course was uh, on the losing side back in the 2019 World Cup, you know, exercises some of those demons, I guess, against England. Of course, they don't win the final, but, you know, that and um, you know get you know an, an amazing five over period of hitting. I can't believe they won. I still can't believe they won from there, but they did. So let's give that one to the Kiwis because they virtually won everything else this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, this the Stumpies Award will be found a spot in their cabinet of uh, trophies. I'm sure marked 2021. No problem with that. Um, have, we, have you designed the Stumpy yet? Is it? Can you drink um, out of a Stumpy? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Given what I've got around me, it's not going to be very inspirational at all. Uh, so, Is it a yeah, cup with a cricket be... ball on top of it? <laughs> it? It could be the candle holder, could be my can of Coke, whatever. I don't know, but it doesn't exist yet. No. Okay, let's have another other, award. Other, other soft drinks are available. They are, they are. Uh... If you're watching Pepsi. <laughs> I'd also recommend the Zero for lower sugar option. Right, we're off the course here, and the uh, the auto cue is broken, uh, clearly, on this award ceremony. <laughs> Let's have the Tim Payne Award for dubious cricketing morals. Rich, <laughs> who have you got? Uh, one of the more contentious moments of the year. Uh, yeah. Let's think back to that that second ODI at Mackay, where the Australian women's cricket team were on a tremendous tear, weren't they? They were looking for the what, yeah. like 25th, 26th win in a row. Mm. Um, but they were, they were in trouble against uh, an Indian side who was really giving as good as they got in that series. Well, were. And I think what they needed it was it six six or six off the last two five off the last two, and of course um, 
Julian, Julian Goswami bowls it. The ball's dipping, Tom. It's dipping. Nicola Carey's crouching. Uh, you've literally I'm sent read me a diagram you. of the tra trajectories of this. <laughs> <laughs> you were so, so upset. Bruce Oxenford, Eloise Sheridan, they were out in the middle. Philip yeah. Gillespie, he was a third umpire. And Claire Polisak, she was a reserve umpire, but she's not getting off lightly. She's part of that umpiring crew. All four of you. <laughs> Hang your heads in chain this Christmas. It was never a no ball. Well, lumps <laughs> of coal all round in their stockings for that lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a slightly sour note on which to end a fantastic cricket match. And I think, you know, the Indians came back at them in the following uh, affair. So they did end that in run eventually. Indeed, but it's nice for a sort of younger cricket fans who don't remember the era of non-neutral umpires where <laughs> every touring team seemed to get shafted <laughs> well let's not pick at that scab uh, <laughs> there can be all sorts going on there. Uh, okay you've, you've put another one here on my list which you've snuck into the running order so we'll we'll go with that one next the no better than we've already got award you better explain it <laughs> well, I don't understand it by the title. No better than we've already got. Do you mean as in what are we doing drafting this person that you know we could, you know, we don't need? Well, I, I was just imagining the uh, the South African selection meeting where they put together their T <laughs> Twenty squad and thought, oh, there's this fella called Fafta Plessis who's basically uh, two runs off being the leading <laughs> run scorer in the IPL. Yeah, um, so yeah, the world's premier Premier T Twenty tournament. Do you reckon we can find room for our for him in our side? No. No better than we've already got. And his mate, A.B. <laughs> de Villiers or Chris Morris. No, we don't need him. Don't need him. Uh, or Janet Milan got... or any of them. No. no, no, no need. Go with what we've got. Let's go and play our brand of risk-free, tedious cricket. Spend <laughs> 17 overs chasing whatever it was, 84 against Bangladesh. Yeah. And get knocked out on net run rate. So, uh, yeah, yet another choke from the South Africans. But, uh, yeah, but I'm so, sorry uh, to say you're right. Uh, but maybe, maybe, fingers crossed, they'll have a change of heart come uh, next year's affair. Okay, let's get back onto firmer ground in terms of awards yes, categories. Match of the year, Rich. I am going to nominate three for you, and you can take your pick. So you can have the, I think, the pick of the men's 100 games overall, which was the Trent Rockets versus the Northern Superchargers. Closed out by Alex Hales smashing the ball deep uh, into the crowd at Trent Bridge. You can have India versus Pakistan, the game of the World Cup for me, just in terms of the atmosphere, the affair, the event, and the quality of the cricket that we saw with the Pakistans coming out victorious on the 24th of October. Or you can have a fabulous blast affair between Kent versus Somerset, <laughs> which is also known as the uh, the Tom versus Rich affair. Yeah. Which one do you want? So I think the best game out of those three has to be the Rocket Superchargers game. Because in terms of uh, a cricket match that went up and down in terms of who was going to win it, an unusual game, it sort of really marked the 100 as a, as a fascinating format, I think. A lot of people were got behind the tournament after that game because it was... One, it demonstrated how keen the players were to win. You always had Ben Stokes in the supercharger mm. side at that point. You know, yeah. fiercely competitive. You had this very dropping. kind of odd, yeah. <laughs> you had this <laughs> dropping a key catch, which is what yeah. you hardly ever yeah. see. You know, Ben Stokes one of the safest hands in the game. Uh, very strange innings from Alex Hales, who just couldn't get going the whole way through, uh, but somehow got his team over the line. You know, wickets falling at either end. Ollie complaining about Winvis. <laughs> fluctuating 
uh, essentially, say, oh, it's all it's all meaningless, isn't it? So, okay, yeah. well, no, it just means it's a it's a it's a tense game. The other two, as you said, great occasions: India v Pakistan in the World Cup, always great. Uh, disappointed I am as an you know, India India fan, but you, know, you have to concede. Pakistan were better on the day, and obviously the the, the Tom Rich Kent Somerset final. <laughs> uh, we could do this show for another fifty years. We'll probably never see a Kent Somerset final again. So, just great that that could happen in our our first year of doing this show. Lovely, lovely stuff. Okay, I'm gonna keep it moving. Um, yes, perhaps let's do it. less. This one has to be less about the cricket itself. You have a uh, free reign, but for uh, highlight of the year, highlight of the year of all cricket. Um, you can give me some nominations, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the winner on this one. Go on. Well, highlights. Of the year, um, there's lots to, to to go on, and I've kind of got quite hundred focus or quite domestic focus here. So. I think the, the the inaugural game of the hundred was, you know, quite an event. It'd been several years in the making. We'd obviously had postponed in the twenty twenty. They started with a you know a single women's game. Most of the games were double headers. There's questions about you know how many people would actually turn up. Would you know people understand the rules? Would people tune in at home? And it was a great game. I mean, we could have had it in the previous category of uh, you know match of the year. You know mm. the. the um, Manchester Originals taking on the uh, Oval Invincibles. The Invincibles squeaking home, uh, thanks to uh, you know a fifty from Van Niekerk, wasn't it? You know, yep. And Maddie Villiers you know, smacking a few at the end there. Great atmosphere. It was a mixture of people who were obviously into short format cricket, but also some people who were you know, intrigued. Uh, I think everybody responded to it, and I think it got the tournament off to a good start. So that was a kind of a highlight, and then sort of rounding it off. Um, that final at Lords, mm. again, the Oval Invincibles are, are playing. It's a moment. You know, Sophia Dunkley's been great all summer. You know, she's been great for the Southern Brave. The, the, the it's an overcast condition. The ball's nipping around. Van Nika decides. You know, she's going to put the pressure on. Has a slip cordon in in the hundred. Two of and, them. Uh, <laughs> two of them. And of course, you know, Sophia Dunkley uh, nicks off. Caught a second slip in a hundred match. Who'd have thought it? Um, fantastic moment. Very, very good. Some other, some other worth mentions from the hundred as well. You could have a uh, Jordan Cox's catch out in the deep oh, from, from the T Twenty Blast, Tom. Sorry, from the blast. Oh, yeah, I get myself confused. Yeah, but also <laughs> uh, you could have the Cox and Bell Drummond affair as well. Yes, well, they ran into each other on the brother on the boundary and were somehow connected yeah. thereby that given a six. But I mean that that catch where I mean, of course, it's not Jordan Cox's catch, is it? Because he, he no. parries the ball back in, but absolutely incredible bit of fielding. But you were quite moved. You were quite a sentimentalist at heart, aren't you, Tom? You were quite oh, moved yeah. by Ashgar Afghan's final match. I was. I was because um, I I love the growth of cricket. Yeah, over, particularly over seen over the last decade. Afghanistan at the forefront of that, I think, along with the growth of the Bangladeshi game, the Ireland game, Scottish game, etc. And we're seeing that grow. And I think Ashgar Afghan has played a huge part in that in bringing that uh, team to test status it uh, up the ranks in terms of quality and competitiveness and seeing him uh, brought off the uh, pitch at the end of his World Cup game with a sort of a guard of honour from his uh, teammates I thought was a lovely lovely moment in the in the cricketing year but I think the overall highlight of the year for me has to go to that opening women's game when uh, when we when we just saw the players coming onto the onto the pitch with their jaws around the around the around the, you know hanging slack at the sort yeah. of the spectacle of it, and we saw the you know record TV figures and all of that. It just set it up nicely. So uh, that that is the highlight of the year. Okay, two closing categories, Rich. Let's rip through these. 
next yeah. big thing, women's game, and then next big thing in the men's game. So which one do you want to do first? Let's do the women's game. Is it Alice Capsi? Yeah. Uh, well, I think I think Capsi's time will come, but I was thinking a little bit more in terms of you know, who's really going to break out in 2022. Okay. And I think um, I, I've highlighted Charlie Dean for this one. Um, she's made her international debut this summer in the series against New Zealand, and now she's in the Ashes squad. Um, she, again, I mean, it sort of shows the platform that the 100 gives because she played in the same team as, you know, Heather Knight over the summer, played with the Spirit. And, you know, the England captain got to see her up close to see how good a player she was. Uh, I'm not saying that necessarily you know, directly involves her being picked, but it can't, you know, it can't be helped. It can't ha not help being captained by an England captain in a yeah. domestic format. You know, and, and she she was probably the Spirit's best bowler in, in, in the tournament. Um, you know, she's a 20-year-old off-spinner, gives England a little bit more, you know, something a bit different. Um, hasn't played much red ball cricket, but it'll be interesting to see how much uh, game time she gets in the Ashes uh, coming up. So I think it you know, could be a big year for uh, Charlie Dean, 2022. A big, a big shout, a great shout. I think um, she's uh, definitely on the up. And I think if she has a great year, then the London Spirit could be a genuinely competitive team in that uh, women's competition next year. Uh, we'll see what they look like uh, come that time, of course. Let's have a look at the men's then. Player of the, or the player for the future, as it were. Next big thing in the, in the men's game. Here's a couple of options for you. What about a Sri Lankan, Rich? You love a Sri Lankan. Yeah, oh, of course. Do you want uh, some Charith Asalanga or do you want uh, one Indu Hasaranga? Well... It pays your money, takes a choice, right? Yeah, both brilliant tough prospects, though, for 2022. Uh, what do you think? We, you know, you, you're an Asalanga fan, aren't you? I am. I think he uh, really matured as a player during the World T20. Um, I think, you know, after the sort of the last round of you know, great Sri Lankans re entered retirement, we've been waiting for that new crop to come through and become you know, household names. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, he's as talented as, as they come. And I think he's going to be the bedrock of that Sri Lankan batting lineup you know, for many years to come. And not just in terms of, you know, the international cricket, but I think he's also going to be highly sought after in terms of, you know, franchise leagues too. So as I've said yeah. before in this, I'd love to see him in the 100 next year. Yeah, and we've seen some others come out of that 100 doing well on the international scene, breaking out already, I'd say. And say like Harry Brook or George Garton, until he went to the IPL, Harry Brook at the BBL. Uh, George Garton not doing so well at the BBL himself, though, yeah. for Adelaide. Um, but I'm going to close then with the actual answer, I think, which is Richard Gaikwad. What a year he's had, and what's the future hold for him? Well, I think, again, like we were saying with the Sri Lankan team, perhaps you know, with the Indian T20 side, mm. we might see a bit of a changing of the guard. You know, Virat Kohli's obviously given up the captaincy. He wants to carry on playing, but you know, there might be a bit more rotation involved. You know, Rohit Sharma's getting on a bit as well. Um, you know, maybe Darwin's getting on a little bit. Too. So maybe we'll start to see some of those, you know, younger players coming into the side. And I think Guy Quad definitely has put his hand up with his performances in the IPL for, for getting a run in the Indian team. So, you know, I think I think 2022 could be a big year for him internationally to supplement what he's done domestically in 2021. Do you know how they could do it, Rich? How do they do it? Well, they could follow the lead of the women and they could come and play some international franchise cricket as well. If they not, could, at yeah. least, um, you know, I'd love to see the BCCI saying under 23s maybe. You can do it because that has been muted. I think that's much more realistic than them saying uh, releasing the, the the more established players. But under twenty threes, let's get it out there. I'd love to come and see some of these guys come over and play in the hundred say or even the other franchise tournaments. That would be a great touch. Yeah, and it was talked about, you know, after had, India had the relatively disappointing, well, very disappointing T Twenty World Cup for them, not featuring yeah. the semi finals. You know, it was what it was the discussion 
uh, going around, you know, what they can do to improve. Uh, and it was this idea that, you know, maybe they don't have enough exposure to playing in different conditions. So, you know, the BCCI, when, when it suits them, you know, do move quickly. So perhaps we will see uh, some uh, young Indian stars coming into the 100 next year. Yeah. Which would be fantastic which, for us. Which one comes first, that or the women's IPL? <laughs> Talking about quick moving. No, okay. Rich, uh, I think we can agree it's been a pretty excellent year of cricket, despite all of the obstacles. We can look forward to more, though. So um, are you going to join me uh, hopefully next week, maybe? And we can have a look forward into 22, into the calendar, into the diary, as it were. And we can have a little think a bit more about what's coming up next year. Are you okay for that? Sounds great. Looking forward to it already. Great. Well, thank you. That's been a load of fun. If you've enjoyed that, uh, please let us know with a like or subscribe. I know everyone on YouTube is asking that, but it's much appreciated as we try to grow. We've got over 200 subscribers now. And as I say, uh, we do it for fun. But uh, if you want to put some comments down, we'd love to hear them. Rich, it's been a pleasure. Have a very happy holiday season. Cheers.